no peace no justice no peace black lives matter all lives matter justice for all that is the anthem that's going on in our world right now hey shooks thank you for joining in on the conversation welcome today to Saving Our Sisters podcast. If this is your first time joining in on the conversation, I invite you, my sisters, to share this podcast with your sister so we can continue to be educated and empowered together. Today is going to be a special day. Right now in the world, you can identify that there is chaos such a strong word, but it is now our reality. It is chaos. We thought we would be fighting COVID-19, but now we have another piece to fight, and that is the piece of justice, justice for all. The horrific death of George Floyd has called the world to spiral into chaos. Today, I thought it would be so important if we as sisters have a conversation where we too can be a part of change, where we can understand what's really going on. So I have a sister that I'm so excited about. She's coming on today as my guest. Her name is Gina Gordon Lopez. And I tell you what, she is trained. She is brilliant. She is educated. She is a woman that is careful because she is a woman of God. Her words she speak is calculated. She's very careful about what she puts into the atmosphere. Gina is going to come on the podcast today and she's going to explain to us the why behind the chaos, the why behind the looting and the rioting because it's just too much. Let me give you some background information about my sister who lives around the corner, but because of COVID-19, we are still practicing social distancing. So I thank God for technology where I could just give her a phone call and she can help us sisters out. Gina Gordon Lopez holds a California credential in the areas of school psychology as a licensed educational psychologist through the California Board of Behavioral Sciences, which requires extensive training and experience in identifying and working with children ages birth to adult. In addition, Gina holds a Master's of Arts in Education degree with a school psychology emphasis from Fresno Pacific University and a Bachelor degree of Science in Psychology degree from Howard University, a historical African-American university 
in Washington, D.C. She is a black girl that rocks. <laughs> she has also been married to an amazing husband, Michael Lopez, for 23 years, and that is also outstanding. God has blessed Gina to have two brilliant and talented children. So we are about to call Gina and we're gonna have a conversation about what is the why behind the looting, the rioting, and the chaos in our world. Stay tuned, I'll be right back. Hello. Hello, my sister Gina, how are you? Hey, Shook. Hey, Hi, welcome to Saving Our Sisters podcast. Gina, I'm so excited about this episode. Thank you for saying yes. Oh, I'm happy to. Yeah, thank you for saying yes, Gina. So let's get straight to the chase. There's so much going on in the world right now, my sister. Can I just say chaos? Can we use the word chaos? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. I'm so excited yes. that you, from a professional standpoint, you are a psychologist, licensed, you are educated, you have the experience. We need some help from you today, my sug. Um, huh. I need you to explain the why behind the looting and the rioting. That's what we want to dig in today. We want to talk about the why because there's a lot of judgment, if we can be honest, a lot of judgment is going on in the world right now. We are not yes. here to judge, but we uh -huh. are here to empower, to enlighten, and uh -huh. to bring hope and information that we will understand why everybody is, let me not say everybody, but we're dealing with so many emotions. Um, what, Gina? Anger, bitterness, uh -huh. frustration, uh -huh. sadness. Uh -huh. um, anxiety is at an all-time high, as I have forestated. Okay. And we thought we were dealing with COVID, Gina, COVID-19. We thought we were about to remedy that. And now, all of a sudden, we have um, been experiencing the rueful at the murder yes. of George Floyd. And it's so unfortunate. I'm so sad about that. I'm mm -hmm. so sad about it. And we're going to continue to pray for the world um, and the George Floyd family. So, Gina, how are you feeling about this? Which I'm going to talk about a Facebook post that you posted on yesterday that was powerful. That's what got my attention. And that's when I said, I got to call Gina. We got to have a conversation. We got to talk about this. I, I think it's very important to understand for some of us that, that are within that ethnicity and culture group, mm -hmm. we can't help but transfer that feeling, uh, those images onto our loved ones, onto our husbands, mm -hmm. our sons, mm -hmm. um, our nephews, um, just seeing their face. And at times, I'll just flat out, out of nowhere, just start sobbing in tears because um, I get gripped by just feelings of hopelessness. Like, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What what more can you do? And and it seems like you can still end up in this situation, right? And um and it just um it it gives you this feeling of hopelessness. And as I was going into just looking at all the different dynamics and how all of these events just collided and just converged in this whirlwind storm of, of events. And I can just look at each one of them mm-hmm. and just see mm-hmm. how there's just these connected pieces. Wow. That's powerful. Gina, let me, um, the world may not be your Facebook friend, but I am <laughs> and your girlfriend, <laughs> sister in real life. Let me read a few nuggets from the post. Mashugs, I'm going to read what Gina posted that is powerful and it makes a bold statement because so many people, you know how you don't know how to feel, but you feel and you can't figure it out, but you know, it's just complicated. Okay. So what you posted was, you may ask, what does stealing and destroying have to do with George Floyd? A lot, in my opinion. Lawlessness breeds lawlessness. I got to say that again. You stated lawlessness breeds lawlessness. Looting in some cities. Another man barreled his car through a peaceful protest last night right here in Bakersfield, California to purposely kill someone. There was no antiphy. Are people just using this as a way to get stuff? on the corner of California and Oak Street. If you can be outraged at material destruction, please be outraged by the destruction of lives. But if you say, well, they shouldn't have been out there, that's dismissive and it won't lead to constructive change. Gina, this is powerful. There are so many layers of complexity that are at play. You must understand how all of these occurrences have correlated effects and must view each piece within its own right. Again, powerful. The looting, this is the part I want to get to Gina. The looting and the rioting are just a piece. Many cities, including Bakersfield, have held peace protests. Understanding something and condoning something are two different things. So yes, You stated, Gina, that you understand the why looting and property destruction is happening. And you understand protests are happening worldwide. Gina, talk to us. Tell me what you were thinking when you wrote this. I understand how all of those events are are, are converging. And, And really, it really took me talking to my son because... He lives in Brooklyn, New York right now, mm-hmm. and and he was there through the weekend, and I picked him up from the airport on Monday. Mm. He was out. He was out in the thick of things in New York during the protest. Okay. And then he, um, he's been out at the protest every evening since he's been here in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about the differences. He said it was just um, there in Manhattan. He said it was like walking through the set, like 
Universal Studios, like Times 10. Wow. Molotov cocktails being thrown into cop cars, people taking trash cans, bashing them into storefront windows, just, you know, dodging tear gas, just running the chaos. Mm. And, um, but he was saying when he started walking, he started up in Harlem. And it was okay. um, very much organized as far as many black faces. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, as it converged, went further um, down um, got about Central Park, the, the crowd started mixing. And okay. then from there, it kind of took on a different life. You know, wow. different, different um, people with different... Um, agendas and different um levels of of where they felt that this protest should be going began to converge and then it it began to take on a life of its own so to speak and so um i think that that is what is happening in a lot of the major areas okay. I, I think um you know you see the protests in salt lake city you see faces that um you know, aren't black or brown. Right. Um, you see white faces right. um, engaging in um, a full-on property destruction. And I'm certain that um, they are feeling this um, rage in terms of being identified or lumped in to those with those ideals. And then by default, it's, you know, well, I'm not this, so since I'm not this, then I'm going to show you I'm not this. Okay. But I also think that when you look at even um, the different um, outlook, now you just see, um, I feel, when you look at um, black people that are engaging um, in this, um, looting, rioting, I feel that when that door of lawlessness was opened, Okay. When, when we saw mm, upholders, upholders of the law breach, breach the law for the world to see, it, it makes it be like, well, why should I follow this law? Why should I regard this? No one is regarding this. Right. These are broken social contracts. These are broken norms and mores. And... Why should I, if I cannot depend on the letter of the law right. to abide by these laws, now, where does that leave me? It leaves me in my rage for my own individual expression, whatever it may be. Gotcha. And I think that to just, uh, in a monolithic way, say that all of these protests need to end because they're this. I think that that is just too simplistic of a view to take during this time of unrest. We have to look at all of it, all mm-hmm. of it, every single dynamic. That's just a if piece of it. Wow, this is pretty powerful. Yeah. Wow, you Gina. Know, and, and you have people out there that are opportunists. You have people out there that are antagonists. Um, exactly. As I make that reference to Antifa, there was a whole lot. Well, it's just these um, anti-fascist um, radicalists that are just coming in and just bashing things up for everything and, and 
And so um, it's it's very dismissive to summarily state that that's all that it is. Right. That's just a piece. I like how you stated in your narrative that that's just a piece of it. And I think that act that was so brutal and disheartening towards George Floyd sent the world in a spiral that created chaos. And it's very unfortunate that the looting and the rioting, even to the destruction of your own people. Mm-hmm. And I think that where it has no face, they're not stopping when they're rioting to see if this a black business, is this a white business? They're just destructive because like you forestated, it's the piece of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I really think that um, what we're seeing, we're not seeing the uh, destruction of only black neighborhoods, you know, like we saw with uh, Rodney King riots, you know, it, it was just contained in black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Now it's stretching and it's reaching and everyone has been affected. But the key part of that is really understanding that um, blacks don't have just complete access into all of those spaces. It takes all nationalities to even be able to dwell and um, and be in those spaces. Exactly. And it's... And it's to the point where it's not just, like you said, the black race. It's all races. And even more of the ratio is the other races than the African-American race. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. like you said, some look at it as an advantage and it all goes down to motive. But it has sent them in a chaos spiral to where the world is watching. Yes. The world is watching to the point where you have now other countries that have been uniting to have protests because this is wrong. But it's so unfortunate that we have to deal with the rioting mm-hmm. and the looting. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be interesting, Gina, to see how we will recover. And in recovery, recovering from this will not occur until until there's a reckoning. The lawless is dealt with. Yes. Which is the police. Yes. It's it's unfortunate. We got to address the elephant in the room. Um, The mantra, the mantra that's going around right now, no justice, no peace. Black Lives Matter, you know, when we were young girls, when we were in class, you know, needing to pass the Constitution. <laughs> you remember, Gina, right. it was like, right. um, it's justice for all. Mm-hmm. But it's sad yeah. that we have not seen or witnessed that in totality. And exactly. that's when God. We got to keep our eyes on God. It's like I said it the other morning in the prayer. I said, Lord, my eyes are on you. Because if you don't do it, I don't know how it's going to be done. Mm -hmm. So we have to look to God to touch the heart of man. Mm -hmm. To to touch the judges and the police. That they would be fair and deal justly. Now, there are some good people in law enforcement. Like we say, Mm -hmm. we're not here to judge. But it is what it is. 
So let me review a little bit more on your post. You said these protests are making people uncomfortable and fearful. And we know that fear is in the land, Gina. And you stated fearful of change. Change is uncomfortable. If something changes, what will I lose? The focus on looting and rioting allows a pathway out of discussing the root issues at hand. And this is unfortunate. But will you acquiesce and avoid the underlying issue? So you asked a question in this post, Gina. You said, my question to us all is, what is your focus? Will it be to remain with the status quo and tell others? So Gina, talk about that. Yes. So you're hearing a lot of um, perspective, perspective of, well, these are our laws. You disrespect our flag. You you protest. You protest. You kneel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go to another country. Be in another country. Mm-hmm. And be in another country. And the the fact of the matter is, you know, I work at a challenging school. Right. I could I could easily leave. Uh, my challenging school and go where maybe there's less challenges mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. believe in my school I believe in the kids that I serve I believe that I can make a difference so no I'm not going to go I'm going to dig in and I'm going to make it better I'm going to look at what it is that is within my power to fill in the de- deficit I'm not going to be just dismissive Mm, like you're going to be an individual to take a stand and literally say, what can I do on my part versus gauging on the world and worrying about what everybody else is going to do? Wouldn't it be amazing if everybody can take that same heart posture that you have right now? Exactly. It is happening. I believe it's it's happening because I had a coworker, um, call me mm-hmm. and um she's of asian descent and she says gina um i knew i could have this conversation with you mm-hmm. and it would be non-judgmental this is good but i don't understand i don't understand this can you help me understand this? that's good gina i don't and they don't understand and and had there only been these peaceful walks and peaceful protests. I don't think she would have given me that phone call. I don't think that we would have had that conversation. This has been jarring. This has been jarring for many, many people. Right, right. And and to be shaken up, and it what it did is it led us into a conversation to where we could extract similarities with the dynamics that we're seeing with what we see with the children that we serve and how we can shift our practices even in the in the school kids that we deal with to further um progress the ills that we're seeing right now yes we can as educators working in the education system shift our practices Mm mm-hmm to promote change. Girl, you better preach. You better teach us. <laughs> <laughs> and and everyone, whether you're in private business, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, if, if you employ people and you're going through an application and you see Don Tanisha's name and she's fully qualified, don't dismiss her. Call her in for an interview. Start there. See her for who she is. That's what you're she talking about, a, shifting. Yes. I don't mean to interrupt, shifting. You know, mm-hmm. not be familiar with, mm-hmm. and and see that person for who they are, and that's something that you can do on an individual level, you know. And it's not um, it's not like something grandiose that I've got to go and I've got to you know start a community center right. because I've been thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. You got to make it happen. <laughs> but you know, just something. Even um, even as simple as um, listening and not dismissing what someone has to say. And it's nothing like that. You know, it's nothing like, and I say even condescending, it's nothing like being dismissive. Because that's, Gina, that's a form of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Like, you owe me your ear. And you don't even have to agree with what I'm saying, but you need to listen. And yes. I think when we can come to the table and listen and have a grown folk mature conversation, we can move forward. Yes. We can think, do better. And I think that, you know, particularly when we're in professional situations and we really want to speak out or um, tackle a certain dynamic. We're mm-hmm. sitting there, we're processing, how will this be received? Mm-hmm. Will it be received that I'm pulling a race card? Will it be perceived that I'm being an angry black woman? Will it, How will it be perceived? How can I make this palpable for someone who is um, not understanding of me and, um, and make it digestible to where it reaches its intended effect? And there's so much that we have to process. There's so much weight we have to carry. It's so and much. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so through, you know, all of the protests and things of that sort, you know, we're kind of looking back like, yeah, I, I'm looking like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, bring my flamethrower out and, and destroy anything. But on some levels, I get it. I understand. So it. you 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 understand it, but a lot of people don't understand it, and a lot of business owners are angry. They are mad uh-huh. because they're looking at their property. They're looking at the wrongful, um, awful acts, and they're not looking about. Uh, they're not looking to the why. That's why you, as a psychologist, graduate of Howard, um, Gina, I have watched you in full effect. When I worked for Kern Regional Center as a social worker for special needs, you were a contractor that went into the homes to remedy and rectify and put programs in place so people would learn. So you see the mental side of what's going on. And you see the disparities that we have faced for years. So I, too, get the why. Not saying that the white. Now, let's do a disclaimer to the Shugs out there in podcast land. We're not saying it's right. We're not in agreement, but it's a reality right now. You know, it's it's what's being done in the world right now. Now, how we going to change it is what my sister Gina just said. We're going to we're going to stay at the table 
And you said something else to me yesterday when I talked to you on the phone. You talked about making change, changes first in our homes mm-hmm. with our students. Touch on that for a few moments. What, what do you mean? You kind of alluded to the fact that some of this is because have they really been taught? Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? Not even mm-hmm. being judgmental on how kids have been raised, but like my kids, like your kids, they know better. They will not, you're not going to go loot and riot anything. Well, you see, um, when you look at the educational system and you see that we are still very disproportionate in the disciplining and the placement of um, black kids in um, alternative settings and special education, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is really egregious it truly is and in in my field we're we're a piece of the gatekeeping for that gotcha and and the biggest issue that um some of the gatekeepers on my team have is they don't understand where the threshold is within cultural norms okay and and they say well if they're doing this and this and that when it you know, is it all okay? You know, Jamal is doing it, but Jose doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. So why should we accept <laughs> it for Jamal? He should have comply like Jose. And um, gotcha. And the thing of it is, is you've got to give this kid the opportunity to learn that behavior in in a way that is within the confines of the school policy right but if that display is something that is outside your comfort you may it it may hit you a certain way Mm -hmm. and you'll be i've got to put him somewhere Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) and um and that is what happens i've seen kids in transitional kindergarten four-year-olds right Going into community school. Right. And you know, and it's sad because realistically, take a moment, spend some time with that student. Like give them a minute, give them a chance. I don't think sometimes we give them the um, opportunity, the time of opportunity that we could, because I've been Mm -hmm. in school settings and I'm like, why is that student in the back of the class? Oh, he's not going to learn. He don't want to learn. No. Maybe he needs some one-on-one. Maybe he needs some reassessments. Maybe he needs to be in a different class. But he deserves the right to education. Yeah. Like, and the right intervention. Exactly. And the right intervention for him. And it not be something that's just layered in um, punishment. But parents, moms, moms, dads, Come moms, on. Come on. Come on. Present. Come on. Be Come on. Say it again. Say it again. Please partner, partner with the school. Mm-hmm. You know we have this um, deep mistrust with these um, various institutions because of the dynamic that that we're constantly subjected to. Right. But when you're present and you show that you um, you're watching, mm-hmm. and also that you are willing to hear and to partner with them. It will make all of the difference. Right. Right. And as a parent, we may not know exactly what to do, but 
But if we just present with a willing stance. Right. And then that's that's so that's so amazing because and we fast forward to today with the looting Mm -hmm. and the rioting. Somebody may be listening to us and they probably are saying, well, what do that got to do with looting and rioting? What does the proper education as a young student have to do with today? It has a lot to do with it. Right, Gina? It has a lot to do with it because even even if a child is in or a young a young person is presented in a certain situation mm-hmm. for them to be able to um, articulate themselves and express themselves particularly during um, a heightened event right the likelihood of them living through it could increase now mm. we saw that more house college student and that that Spelman college student and them getting tased and such and it was it was horrible and you're like well they were educated and they were still subjected to this exactly but um exactly that you know through their um through their actions of not you know jumping up reacting that they avoided a bullet and Mm. it got the case you know, can can even you know um, being able to express yourself in such a way can make the difference between life and death in some situations, even though it should be that way. Right. But um, but from a school aspect, that is what I really hone in on is social emotional development because mm. you feel you feel these. These kids are going through trauma, daily trauma yes. in the neighborhoods, in the home. And they come in and, and they've got to be right and well to receive their reading and their math and their writing. And, and they're not well. So, you know what? You're so right, Gina, because they're probably feeling like I went through an elementary. I barely made it through high school. I barely made it out of the ghetto and some are still in the ghetto didn't have a two-parent home and so it's like oh y'all messing with us so when you mess with one person they took it upon oh you messing with me too so now i'm gonna get you again before you get us so i think we're trying to figure out why the looting why the rioting it's because the why is the anger it's like I'm going to tear this up because we mad. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? And, it's like, it's and, really and sad, even, but it's, it's what's going on right now. Yes. And I'm not even saying that, you know, with those that are, that we're seeing that are even engaging in the property destruction are doing it because they lack education. Exactly. Just that boiling tipping point of now, you haven't heard me now you hear this okay let me say that let's do that disclaimer because we don't want (laughs) to you Uh said it doesn't mean they don't have an education Mm -hmm. so let's get that clear (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you said it's that tip it's that Mm -hmm. boiling piece Mm -hmm. like okay this has taken us over the edge we're about to act out period Mm -hmm. like the young people say Period. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So 
you get that dynamic. So there's a piece of that. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not a monolithic you know thing there. There there's there's different people that are engaging in different levels of the protest and peace. Right. And we can't lump them all together. And we that's what's key. But um but I feel now people are also saying, what more do they want? All four police officers police officers are in custody. Mm-hmm. Why is it still continuing? George Floyd has gotten justice. Why are they still out here? And that is where I feel the reckoning must occur. My son, he said, um, he said the mayor was out there. She said a few words, but she told us, you know, that's not really something that she handles. She's not over the police department. Mm. You know, um, the city councilman, you know, we addressed our concerns. He says, well, I'm not really over that. I'm, um, not over the police department. And, um, so he was like, well, when will the police chief come and tell us what they're going to do? Mm-hmm. And there lies the reckoning. The, wow. the, 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 the reassurance, they need reassurance right now. Right. Uh, number one, you recognize that this, these practices are wrong. And number two, we have verbally heard from you what is being put in place so that we can exist safely and will not die at mm. a routine traffic stop. Mm. <laughs> you oh, know God. that you're not going to do a, a front chokehold on me when you should have did one on the side to subdue me. What sort of proper training? What sort of accountability? Right. Sort of um, outside review boards that will be for the people right. and not just for the cop when there's these poor practices. What reassurances do we have that we're not going to die the way that we saw this man die? Horrifically die. You're right. You're yes. right. And like you said, put justice and put safety practices in place. So, um, the song that's going around, God has a whole world in his hand. And right now we need God, Gina, to heal our land. So we were fighting injustice and we're fighting COVID and we're dealing with the looting. We're dealing with the rioting. Mm-hmm. And I think and it's, for many, mm-hmm. for many of these individuals, they were compliant and staying in and with the COVID. But a lot of them emerged and said, you know what? This is worth getting it for. Because if... (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let me sip some water. What you drinking? Let's take a little water break. My lemonade. I had to take a sip of water on that. You said... (laughs) Say that again. What did you say? You said they had to come out the house. (laughs) Yes, and this is worth getting because this is worth fighting for. I mean, they actually felt that strongly. Yeah. That strongly. Angered. And, um, Angered. Yes. And and many, you know, use the the uh the mindset or express the mindset. Mm-hmm. Well mm-hmm. it George Floyd, he survived COVID last month. Right. And he's dead. So if I get it, can, am I still gonna die? Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, That's the mentality right now. Yes, yes. So those are the social emotional aspects um, 
that that are really being felt okay. and um and really need to be validated and um this is a traumatic event this is a traumatic event for thank you people thank you and to really be able mm-hmm. to recognize that and give it space and even um I, I really pray and this will be my prayer that um the police chief will be able to address the masses the masses. That's, um, the masses. In, in their element. Yes. The, the masses. protesters in their element. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and let them know that they're worth it. Yes. And they are they worth it. Scars. We're worth it. Justice for all. I thank you for just coming on this episode and you being a professional, helping us to understand what's going on. I mean... I know that people are mad, people are angry, but when I seen your post, I said, that's it. It's pieces of it. It's, it's, and, and, and that peace comes years, that peace come, um, other people that, that were killed and other injustices and it's, it's all of it. And I think, like you said, it boiled over and the world said, we're about to shut the world. The world has shut the world down. wow so as we close I thank God for technology because you are at your house and I am at my house and we are still (laughs) practicing social distancing and how about we live around the corner for one another so (laughs) we thank God for technology but I thank you so much for giving that foresight and insight and Gina, let's continue to be prayerful that God, that God, our great God, I mean, God is so faithful. Nothing is too hard for him. And I've been praying and telling God, Lord, we need you to be the remedy. We need you to rectify this. We need you, Lord, like never before to heal our land. Um, I I continuously speak to my mom, which will be 91 next week. And she said, girl, I ain't seen nothing like this, daughter. This is too much. So in closing, what could you tell somebody right now that is dealing with um, anxiety, is on the verge of joining in on looting and rioting? What advice could you give them right now in this hour to just make them pause, retreat, and just stop? I would say for all of us, what are you going to do from here? Exactly. What is within your power? So many feel so powerless and so hopeless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they need to be redirected to what is truly within your power. Right. To elicit change. Right. It's necessary. And, yes, and that take that takes conversation. That takes guidance. And for any parent to ask their child who has questions, have those discussions, Mm -hmm. but to then put it into the court of discussion, where do you, my son, my daughter, take it from here? Mm -hmm. How can you Mm -hmm. present yourself Mm -hmm. in such a way that doesn't contribute to all of these things? Right. And that goes for adults because there are adults that are looting and rioting adult grown people 
So we have to um, continue to change our hearts to God. That's that's mm-hmm. good, Gina. And, what and could I give? And challenge them. You right. know, if it's just cousin or whoever, they came in and they had something. Okay, now, but what next? What next? What 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 you gonna do? You keep burning and looting and stealing and thank God for insurance. Um, some didn't have insurance, but we gotta look to ourselves. Um, yes. Like the Word yeah, of God said, if my people who are called by myself my name would humble themselves and pray, and it goes on to say and turn. What do we need to turn in this hour? What can I turn as an individual yes. to say, you know yes. what? I need to deal with this. I need to deal with that. I need to do better in this area. This was good, Gina. Thank you. Thank you. For Thank you. Me. Thank you for your wisdom and that that education at Howard and <laughs> you bringing it to the table today and I just thank you for your insight. It helps me to understand the why behind the looting and the writing. It helps me understand why has the world gone mad where it has literally turned to the streets to destroy and to destruct. Not good at all. But I understand why now. And I understand that we have to keep talking about it. We have to keep educating. We have to continue to be positive in the world of chaos. So, hey, Shug, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, my Shugs out there in podcast land, thank you for joining in on the conversation. Thank you for just sharing this episode. Continue to be a light. Continue to be a source of encouragement. Continue to be prayerful and hopeful that our great God will rectify and heal our land. And until the next time, as I often say, stay in peace and don't you dare stay in pieces. Blessings. Hey, Shook.